Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When my phone rang, she found us someone new. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. It's Tuesday night. It's 9 p.m. I am behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you, as always, with my big brother, Rich. Big bro, Sco. How you doing tonight? Welcome to the bro show. All right. Doing well. Doing well. What What do you need to do? Breathe in that sweet smell of victory. Yeah, that and it's the, that the bottom of, uh, that the guys who are probably not going to be around in a couple weeks almost, you know, gave away. That's yeah. I'll be honest. I struggled because like a lot of people, I and I called it. I called it on Twitter. I, I tweeted it. I hated to be right. I don't like being right about some things, but I put something out on Twitter and just say people need to understand right now that there's a decent chance. That even though the TV guide or whatever it was said that this game was going to be out of 10.30, when the 10 o'clock game gets ready to kick off, they're going to switch it from the Steelers game. Said you've got to be ready to, to know that they could be changing it from the Steelers game. And, you know, someone said, well, I, I don't think they will. I'm like, oh, I hope you're right. And they did. And not only that, then they didn't go to the game right away. It was a lot of analysis, and that was dumb. Then they didn't even stay on that game. They went and showed basically like it was a live look into of a game that started at 7. I'm like, why wouldn't you keep showing the game you were showing? But I, I went to the radio. I was listening. Uh, I to, wouldn't know because yeah. I was watching on KDKA TV, you and, you know, we just watched the game. You just watched the game. And, yeah, that, that would have been great. But I had a feeling that was going to happen. Um, so I missed the very, very end of it. I'm still making arrangements for Friday night to make sure that I am going to be able to, to see this game. Um, for those of you that haven't done and this yet, and I'll be watching on KDK. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who haven't yet, you can get a free seven day trial of NFL game pass, um, which allows you to see all the preseason games live unless they're, unless you're in the market and it's blacked out. But if you're in the market, you should just watch it on KDK. <laughs> so, so that that was interesting. Before we dive into last week, um, and then look forward to this week, what what, what we're going to talk about? I, I know the title um, was saying about the biggest concerns. We're going to talk about things that we saw. We got to see the starters. If if you had been practicing and you weren't injured and you remember the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you were projected to be someone who's going to contribute this year, you saw the field. The only guys that didn't see the field were not all the bottom-end guys got out there because all the other guys were taking up snaps. So 
we get to break down some things. We're going to look at the at the things that we might not have to worry about and some of the things we are going to have to worry about. But before we do, let's get to some of the news of the day or news of the last couple of days. We I know the Steelers, they, they cut down their, their five players. We'll get to that real quick. Before we do, over the weekend, I think it was over the weekend. I don't think it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday. I don't know. It's all running together. Sunday or Monday, there was a quote-unquote report from Jerry Dulac that that TJ Watt is going to sign his deal after the last preseason game and he'll be the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Now rephrase that. Now I'll say that. I said that that was not a report. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't like, a, was it, I put I said report. Sorry, you're right. I need to do this for the people listening audio. I correct. did the air quotes because guess what? It wasn't a report. It, it wasn't was an comment. inside story. It was a comment. And how do you it know comment. it wasn't an inside story from Jerry Dulock, who we can trust what he's saying a lot of the times? I'm like almost more than anybody else who's a Steelers insider, in my opinion. The reason you know it wasn't a report is because he did not say the words per source. Yep. When he says per source, that means he has gotten information from inside the Steelers that this is what's going to happen. When he didn't do that, he just gave us his opinion of what it's going to happen. He doesn't know for sure that he's going to be the highest paid defensive player. He doesn't know for sure that it's going to be after the Carolina game. This was what he thought. Now, I th- do you think he's right? I think he's right. He, I, I think, I, I he's think right. you're I think I think Jerry Dulac right. has it down, I, but he didn't get it as any type of no, inside it, information. It wasn't a breaking news thing. It was he was offering what he thought is going to happen, um, and, and he specifically said it that way. But all of a sudden, my goodness, everybody's running with these stories about T.J. Watt and this that this is how it's going to be. No, there's a good chance because. Jared Dulock's very in tune with the team, but this was this is not one of those things when you come back and all of a sudden he's not the highest paid defensive player, or he's or it or he signs Thursday before the game. They're like, oh, Jerry got it. No, Jerry didn't get it wrong. Jerry was just saying what he thought was oh, going to happen. No, no, Jerry would get it wrong, but it wasn't that he was reporting wrong. Yeah, it's exactly. That his opinion was wrong, and that's so. Okay, that's what opinions are out there for. Sometimes your opinion turns out to be right. Sometimes your opinion can turn out to be wrong. Okay? You were exactly right. So it's not bad reporting from Gary Dulac if it doesn't work out that way. Now, I will also give you this. There was tons of reports out there, and and we thought, you know, verified everything else coming from from national media guys about stuff with Joe Schobert and dealing with his – salary that the Jaguars were paying for part of it, that it was restructured. Jared Dulock didn't report on this until like three days later. And some people were like, come on, come on, Jared Bear, get with it. No, it's just he what he's not going to report it until he can get it verified from inside the Steelers. That's just how he is. And that's what you have to understand going forward. So th- that's a story that's not a story. I I still think that it's an item know, to watch. Exactly. It's not a story. Exactly. He's given us he's given us an idea of what we could look for, but this was not any kind of big report. So just to clarify that. Now let's get to today. The Steelers had to trim their roster down to 80 players. They were at 85. 
So they had to quote unquote release five players. Actually, they only cut four players because one player was waived slash injured. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So the four players that the Steelers cut, and you know, because th this will take so much. And I will tell you this, Jeff and I, we do our little article predicting them. We had four of the same people. Jeff was talking about how embarrassed he was and he got them all wrong the first time. I only got one right again this time, and it was the one that we didn't have the same because <laughs> Jeff got them all wrong again. So that was pretty interesting. But who they released, the wide receiver Tyler Simmons, that was the one I guessed. Um, offensive lineman Avia, Aviante Collins. I actually picked him last time and then didn't pick him this time. Um, linebacker Calvin Bundage, who uh, had been cut and then brought back, and now he was cut again. And then running back, I figured there'd be a running back, but I picked the wrong one. Um, it was Pete Guerrero. I was kind of hoping this guy could make the practice squad. So that's why I didn't have cut him. I cut a different running back when my when I was predicting him. So, but that's who it was. It was Guerrero, Bundage, Collins, and Simmons. Those aren't very big surprises. The the big surprise, everything to talk about was the waved injured of safety Antoine Brooks Jr. Did you see that with Kevin Rich? No. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, but as soon as it happened, I knew what the idea was. Uh-huh. Because because of what the designation is, it's yeah, okay. it's wave slash injured. So technically, let me make sure I get this right. Technically, he no, goes to wave. He goes to waivers for 24 hours. If yes. nobody claims him, he comes back to our injured list. Okay, yes. If nobody claims him, he comes back to the Steelers' injured list. Now, now the reason it's waived injured is because he's not a vested veteran. Okay? So right. I'm not sure if that changed with the new CBA or not. It used to be that when a vested veteran was released they could or, or was injured, they could go straight to IR and not have to be and not go through waivers. I'm I, I think that's still how it is. For example, right now, if if one of the Steelers, you, you know, other players um could could do that. But at the same time, you can it this is meant to keep teams from just stashing young players on IR. Because here's what happens: he has to go through waivers 24 hours, knowing that he's injured. Another team can claim him, and then he's theirs. So he comes back, he reverts to the Steelers IR, but they have five days to do an injury settlement. Now, what an injury settlement is, is the Steelers say, we're putting you on IR because we think you're going to miss X number of weeks. Then the player and his agent says, you know, we only, you know, we think he's going to miss this number of weeks. And they try to figure out where, you know, come to an agreement on how long he's going to be out on how long it would take to, take for him to come back. And then that's how long this team needs to pay him for. All right? But the thing is, when you once you do that settlement, that means the player is instantly gone then. And you can't sign that player back until it used to be six, but I'm pretty sure now it's three weeks after the end of that injury settlement. So if they did an injury settlement that says, hey, you're going to be out three weeks, they couldn't sign him back for six weeks, if you know what I mean. So mm -hmm. um, now here's the thing. If he just goes to IR, 
then he's on IR for the season. Now, just like uh, Travis Etienne was put on IR by the Jaguars today, he's not eligible to return. Because remember, to be eligible to return from IR, you have to be on the 53-man roster. I was air quotes for those of you listening in podcast form. You have to be on the 53-man roster for at least one day. So you can't – nobody who goes on IR now is eligible to return. You're not. The only thing that could happen is that the player could be released and then signed back later. That actually happened a few years ago, if I remember, with Xavier Grimble, I think it was, that the Steelers put him on IR in camp, and then the, he ended up getting released, and then he was able to either sign somewhere else. I can't remember if it was somewhere else or that year he came back. I can't remember. Um, it was Xavier Grimble. I, I'm trying to block him out of my brain so we don't – Think of that play in Denver. All I, yeah, I was say, all I <laughs> no. is that play in Denver. Yeah, let's just say that play in Denver. We won't even go there anymore. So, so what happens is, you're like, well, what happens if you put it? And that, now they're saying, well, what's the difference between the injury settlement and just going on IR? Well, if a player doesn't feel that they're injured to be out for the season, they obviously want to try to come back because you don't make full salary on IR. You do make it's a portion of this. It's a split salary. Um, and it does count towards the salary cap. You got to remember these things, but if they think they can come back in six weeks, they want to be able to come back somewhere. So that's the whole benefit of doing an injury settlement. If it's an injury, like, um, who was the player that, um, Oh, I can't remember the one player for the Steelers that young, young guy, AC Marcus AC. Yeah. Um, that, like tore his ACL, he went to IR. There wasn't an injury settlement there because he was going to miss the whole season. It'd make no sense to do an injury settlement. And if the two teams can't come together on an injury settlement, then they go on IR. But you're like, well, what if they're not injured that whole time? Okay, once a player passes a physical that's on IR, the team has to release them. So if he ends up back on the Steelers' IR... Release them. Does it? Do they have to release him or can they just bring him to the roster? I think you have to release him. I'm not even sure that they can bring him to the roster. Okay. If you put someone on IR, right, and then have to release them, I don't think you're allowed to bring them back. I'm I'm fairly certain of that one, but I I that I was looking into this today and I hadn't made it that far, if you know what I mean. So, just trying to explain to people that want to know about stuff with Brooks, oh, can we now put him on the practice squad and things like that? That's how it all has to play out. So there's got to be, he's got to clear waivers and there's got to be an injury settlement and then there's got to be so much time. Bottom line is, doesn't look good for him ended up with the Steelers in 2021. That's that's bottom line. Do you Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. And, so, and I know that's got some people flipping out. Mm-hmm. He's probably not in there in the live chat tonight, but... And I haven't even responded to his text yet. But Thaddeus Kennedy, you know, text me was like, oh my gosh, what is this going to do to our depth and safety and blah, blah. And I'm just, my first thought is the Steelers have a plan. Yeah. If they yeah. didn't have a plan, this move would not have been made. They, exactly. They would have tried to stick him around and get him on to IR after being on the roster for a day. Yep. But that's not the plan that they had. Like, honestly, I've said that this that could be the case with some other players. That could be maybe that's what they want to do with a Benny Snell. I don't know. At this point, you haven't seen Benny Snell. I don't even know if he's worth even trying to keep around. That could be 
Last week, Mike Tomlin hinted about something when they were asking about Stefan Tuitt coming back. We all assume it's coming back from dealing with everything with his family and whatnot. But the way Coach Tomlin answered the question, he says, we don't have to report on injuries this time of year, so I won't. So people were like, is he also is Tuitt also dealing with an injury? He could be a guy yeah, that's Tomlin playing. That's that's a Tom, that's Tomlin playing. Hey. I know, but but you can't dismiss it. But Correct. I like how he did it. That you know what I'm sure. saying. So we're still we'll we'll still see what happens there. But honestly, see, and that's when you get a player. Whenever you try to make those moves, right when you cut down the 53, you know what your best bets to do? Don't cut a rookie. Don't cut a guy on his rookie contract. You cut you cut a bottom end veteran. Because they can't, they don't go on waivers, and you could say, "Hey, we're cutting you. I want to sign you only because we want to sign you back tomorrow. We just need to get so and so on the IR." That's what you do with somebody like a Cassius Marsh. You know what I'm saying? Um, that that you could that wouldn't have to go through waivers, um, but Marsh would have to make the 53. For, you know what I mean? He has to. Yeah, he'd have to be in their plans overall. So I spent a long time explaining that, but I also thought it was good to get the information out there. Well, so, uh, you're long-winded and, you yeah. know, well, talk a lot. Well, that takes a lot Never. to explain. <laughs> that takes a lot to explain. So that's the deal with the Steelers. So that's one of the, the positions we're going to be talking about here real soon. And that, you know, we might even just start off with that to lead into it. We saw the Steelers. We basically saw all the starters, the only players that weren't playing was, you know, you didn't see Antoine Brooks and he was kind of a starter. And now, now we understand why. Um, still didn't see Benny Snell, but I don't know that I'd call him a starter, but he's still someone you want to see. It was mainly just missing Chase Claypool coming back from, from the tweaked ankle from earlier in the week and Stefan to it and TJ Watt. And you were bottom line is you were missing players that you, that you have depth at those positions for the preseason right now. You know, that that's, you know, even Chase Claypool. You know, you have the depth at the wide receiver right now that you could right. go into that and still be good. So I feel like we got a great look. You know, of course you're missing your defensive player of the year candidate. So it would only get better when he comes back. But I'll be honest with you. We'll start off with a positive one. I'm not worried about outside linebacker right now. How about yeah, you? Ingram and uh, Highsmith <laughs> look very well as a tandem out there. Yeah. Um, that they do not, that does not worry me really at all. So when you throw TJ Watt back out there, um, no worries at outside linebacker, something that people were worried about. Well, do we have depth? Who's going to be the rotational guy? This, that, everything else? Not, mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. We'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. I'm like, my, my thing is, we're still talking about like the Jameer Jones, the Quincy Roche, the Cassius Marsh. Those guys, there's got to be something go down where someone's missing the game for them to really get on the field. Because why would you even go beyond those three of Watt, Highsmith, Ingram, in my opinion? I mean, right, right now, you saw that even Highsmith and Ingram will get the job done. Adding TJ Watt is just super bonus, if you know what I mean. They already had two uh, no, guys no, 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 down. No, no, no. Not, you know what not I'm saying? Super, no, not not. I wouldn't call it super bonus. Adding TJ Watt is next level. Yeah. Like no, no, he's not the next level. He's the level above the next level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right? We, we, we gotta we gotta keep it how it is. So yes. But what's so what TJ Watt does is you don't have to worry about. 
you know, if you didn't have him, you have Highsmith and Ingram who did a great job. You wouldn't have to worry about someone spelling them. You know what I'm saying? Who the next guy is. Cause you know how it works. Bottom line is outside linebacker. I got no worries there right now. And just think of how concerned that was one of the biggest areas of concern this off season because of the depth after those two, it's all good. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. We're good. Yeah. No, so, no worries. Let's go ahead and roll into what we were talking about so much with, with uh, Antoine Brooks Jr. Let's go to corner. Yep. How concerned are you? Now, this isn't just the two outside corners. We're also talking about the slot. So let's say we're talking, we're going to keep it at three, because even if the Steelers were to go dime, which they haven't really even done this preseason, to me, that's like that's adding another safety. You know, it could be someone who's not a safety, but, you know, kind of that's what you do. If we're talking about corner and you're talking about those three, how are you feeling right now? Are we a okay or is it an area of concern? I don't want to say we're a okay, mm-hmm. but we're good. Okay, okay, because we've seen Cam Sutton have to play on that inside slot corner role Mm -hmm. and you know the coaches know what they have from that so you know um he Mm. is i think it was coach tomlin (laughs) that alluded to it as well when they were talking about when they were talking to him pre-draft and that kind of stuff that he knows things so well he could even be that kind of guy that could be your starting outside corner mm-hmm. and in nickel slide to slot and bring james pierre in to take outside which is which is very interesting that's you know coach tomlin did talk about that in yesterday's press conference in mondays because that was that was in my seven players mentioned article at behind the steel curtain.com your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers and where, where he did mention that which is funny because isn't that what most of us were talking about a large yeah, portion of the season <laughs> i was say Early yeah. after the season was over, yeah, and Mike Hilton. Well, right about yeah, when Mike Hilton was gone, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, that that's something that you could see happen. But a lot no. of people say you don't normally do that, but when yeah. Coach Tom comes out and says, "No, this is a guy that is really smart, really high, high, you know, football IQ, and could play outside, drop inside, back outside," you know, that when Coach Tom says. A guy like Cam Sutton could do this. I, I would tend to believe that he could. Yeah. Now, so I don't want to yeah. say that it's an area of concern. What about the depth? An area to watch. Depth. Are you now? Are you concerned with the depth? Potentially. Because if you have to put Cam Sutton in that role, who's your next guy up? If you for nickel corner. Is that when you're going to try to do Mallette, but now he's injured and you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It's, there's a, there's the biggest thing that's been killing the Steelers with this is injuries throughout training camp. And now, well, training camp's over now, but preseason. So it's making it extremely difficult. Now I did have an email sent to me. It was actually sent to me on on Sunday, but I didn't even see it until today because my email's acting funny. It's not telling me I had messages. Um, That was asking about corner. What what do you see? I'm like about a trade. I'm like, 
Now, this was before Brooks was released. Or, sorry, put waved slash injured. We got to get it right. Waved slash injured. Right. Okay. I was saying I don't feel that the Steelers have to make a trade to grab a corner or have to go pick up somebody else, but, but they, they could. They could, and I would not yeah. blink an eye at it. Because they they obviously they liked what they had, so much so to let somebody like Steven Nelson go. So yep. you all they obviously liked what they had. So therefore they they still have some stuff that they like, but I understand that they feel like it's getting a little bit thin. I'm a, if they don't make the move, I'm okay with it. If they do make the move, I'm okay with it. If they get the yeah. right guy for the right price. Right. So, so, so there we go. So, so that was an area that's, you know, could be a little bit of a concern more from a depth perspective. We're going to stick to defense for now. Cause that's where and, we started. And, that, and, and again, for me, it's more an area to watch. Yes. An area. That's right. An area to watch, see what they do. Not going to be shocked if they bring in somebody else. Okay. Not going to be shocked. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if they bring in someone else. I don't know that they have to, but I think they could. So let's go ahead. Let's stick to the secondary. Let's roll to safety. What do you think of safety? Um, I'm all right with safety. Yeah. I I mean, bottom line is, well, one thing we didn't even mention with corner was we didn't even mention Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden comes in and Jeffrey broke it down. Jeffrey Benedict on a, in an article today at BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Cheers. Anyway. Go check out the article that Jeffrey wrote today. Um, and it, it was about Joe Hayden, you know, coming in and doing what Joe Hayden does. Okay. It was Joe Hayden's. Um, now that was Jeff's. That said, Joe Hayden shows that once again, he is the answer to the Steelers problems. That was the name of the article um, by, by Jeffrey Benedict. And what he was saying was that, you know, these types of plays that the Steelers have been struggling with, the first time the, the the Lions went to run that play, Joe Hayden almost got an interception. Yeah, because Joe Hayden knows knows how to play that play. And I know um, earlier a while back in the live chat, I just saw one name. I'm like, oh, I want to read what this says because um, someone said Stefan Diggs. The Steelers go up against Stefan Diggs the first week. Yes, they do. Probably one of, in my opinion, might be the best receiver in the NFL right now. One of and the like, most underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Underrated, in my opinion. So the thing was, they're like, well, look at last year, but you got to remember that game last year. No, Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden didn't play against the Bills last year. Yep. So that's just, just something to keep in, in, in mind in the back of your head. So that was interesting. Joe Hayden was out cutting out those plays. Then we go to safety, which we were going to talk about. Minka Fitzpatrick's in there, and what do you know? how the linebackers are playing in the in the passing game looks a little bit different and all the linebackers all, all of a sudden look like they can do a little bit more. What do you know? Because they have Minka Fitzpatrick back there doing yeah. what Minka Fitzpatrick does. So um, you Fitzpatrick – Minka Fitzpatrick is read and react from safety to where – you know, linebackers then on tight ends are saying, okay, we're going to get short. If the, if somebody busts us off, try to go deep, make us got our help yeah. over the top. Exactly. Th those kind of things. So, you, I mean, you've got, so you've got Minka Fitzpatrick. Terrell Edmonds had a really good game. He was one of the higher ranked uh, defenders on of PFF scores for the Steelers 
on Saturday night um, where he was doing fine. But you know what? And I also think you have your two reserves. I think it's Trey Trey Norwood at free and Miles Killebrew at strong. I think you've got that down. I also wouldn't be shocked if someone like Miles Killebrew ends up being the guy that might come in and dime, if you know what I mean. So I'm good with safety. You go with safety? I'm good with safety. So that's not a big area of concern right now. Um, Let's go. We got two more on the defense before we take a break. Let's go inside linebacker. How you feeling? TBD. Yeah, okay. All right. To be determined. Mm-hmm. Like to see a little bit more of Schobert with Bush. Yes. Um, once you have – once, you know, I'm 100% on board with that, then that makes Spillane look like very good depth mm-hmm. as well as potentially – Buddy Johnson. Well, and here's what's crazy from the game Sunday night. They only played four inside linebackers. They played Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, and then they played um, – why can I not rem- – Robert Spillane and Marcus Allen. Yeah, I know. I know. They did too. not play UG3, and they did not play Buddy Johnson. So I'm sorry. Buddy Johnson's a fourth-round draft pick and hasn't done anything wrong. I don't – he – he, I don't think he's going to miss the cut of the 53, if you know what I mean. Yes. But it's funny. I, I you, If they really like Marcus Allen, the way they're using him as a linebacker when he was really a safety and everything else, I don't know that if he doesn't make the 53, that he's not a guy that you couldn't just get to the practice squad because I don't know if anyone wants to utilize him in the way the Steelers are using him. So it's going to be real. I'm not sure what they're doing there. That's right. why I. That's why I. Your TBD answer is pretty good. Yeah, because I don't know what they're doing there. I really don't. I'm not. So. I'm not really concerned. But mm-hmm. again, I'm not super concerned about th- that position. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it. You know, the Steelers were were looking to make moves, and I mean, I thought Devin Bush looked much more comfortable in his second game. Yep. Um. Just. Because, you know, the first one was his first one back with with the knee. So you kind of expect that. Last but not least, defensive line. That works. Move on. No worries. We're good. (laughs) I mean, even even with with Stefan to it out, I mean, I would like to get Stefan to it back. But you're you're showing some some stuff there. The biggest concern they have to figure out is Is who's who's sticking around. Who's not. Yeah. And, I mean, Carlos Davis had a nice game on quietly had a nice game on Saturday. Um, he had, he was, he was the third highest um, PFF score for the Steelers defense for the game, only behind Highsmith and Ingram. It came, it, it was then Carlos Davis. So I think he looked much better, but believe it or not, I bet Isaiah Bugs was fifth. He was up there too. So I think the biggest thing they have to worry about is figuring out who they're going to keep, but um, that's a good problem to have. So with that, we're going to call, you know, the only big concerns we really have on defense, and it's not even a big concern, is how are they figuring it all out at corner you still? Like the corner. Yep. Because, I mean, I I thought Brooks did great in the Hall of Fame game, and then now he's gone. It's like they spent all this time to figure out something, and then they have to – it's like it 
didn't happen. That's it's a shame. It really is. So, all right, we're going to come back in part two, and we're going to look at the offense, which there's plenty to talk about with the offense, and um, and then we'll look forward ahead to this Friday's game. See what we think is going to go on there. What we'd like to see there, and of course, <laughs> and of course, uh, we'll we'll do our our question at the end. So, if you're with us on the audio side. Go ahead and go over to part two. If you're here with us on YouTube or Facebook, give us a few seconds and we'll be right back. When my phone rang, she found someone new. It's no surprise how life 